Welcome to this week's Technocast, brought to you by the National TUPSSO Franchise Owners Association. My name is Joe Gall. I'm a three-store MCO down in South Florida. Uh, today I want to talk to you about the post office. So, basically what happened to the post office last peak. You know, the blame game is going on in politics. And I hate politics, so I'm not going to even blame one side or the other for the current mess that is the post office. The mess has been around for decades, so blame the people that made it that way or blame the people that tried to fix it and, and they're failing. You know, from my side of the counter, uh, as both competitor and partner of the post office, I hear customers every day that say that they'll never trust the post office again, and they just ruin their holidays for them. You know, so I believe we got ourselves a lot of new customers. You know, I found a recent article just a few days ago in the Philadelphia Inquirer saying that there are still piles and piles of unsorted mail and packages from December still waiting to be delivered. You know, just think of all those people that will be getting their holiday gifts a month later or later. Yeah, I'm sure that there are other postal facilities around the country having the same problem. But the post office, like UPS and FedEx, are still experiencing record volumes and the piles keep growing. You know, they simply pull from the top of the pile and distribute those packages first, even though others have been there a while. You know, they've had truck after truck driving into the distribution centers and just left there. You know, I get a few days of delay, but a month? You know, according to Ship Matrix data in Philadelphia, in the Philadelphia area, 90% of the packages were delivered on time in November. Uh, that number dropped to 50% in December. You know, by using the last in first out system, uh, other essential mail such as bills, vital records, and medications were not even getting delivered. Uh, Ship Matrix also said that UPS and FedEx cut off deliveries for some retailers when they hit their capacities. So what did they do? They gave the extra volume to the post office. Well, that was a big mistake in hindsight. Yes, UPS and FedEx are experiencing delays for more than 30 days, but the post office saw f uh, five times more than they did. You know, personally, I didn't get many complaints this year for late packages. Of course, the guarantees have been off the table for a while now. You know, people just expect delays now, which I guess is good for us. You know, less pressure to put that guarantee on those shipments. On the other hand, it's harder to sell UPS errors when you can't guarantee them. Either way, my peaks were incredible in my stores, and if that's a new normal, I'll take it. You know, call it politics or poor planning or blame it on COVID because more than 19,000 workers were in quarantine at the end of uh, 2020 because of the virus. Either way, their loss is our gain. In early December, I started to hear that the post office was getting backlogged. So normally for packages under a pound, you know, I instruct my st staff to offer the low cost option for a first class parcel service as an alternative to UBS ground. You know, we're very careful to let them know that it's the post office and there's no time guarantees. It's just the cheapest option. And why I even offer it is very simple. You know, the profit's better. You know, since our royalty exclusion went away a few years ago, I actually make more profit off an $8 mail shipment than I will on an $11 UPS shipment. Uh, I set my margins for postal at 50%. You know, UPS small parcels, we get maybe 30%. You know, it's incredibly unfair for UPS to do that to us. And I don't care as much as my top line about my top line as I do my bottom line. So UPS got so this month or last month. So UPS got most of those shipments during peak, which you know sucks for the less profit. Profit, but you know I didn't have much of a choice. Couldn't trust the post office. So the moral of the story is the post office continues to have problems. As they do, we will continue to gain more and more of their upset customers. They will go back to eventually. Well, they will go back eventually. I, th I believe when they see that our prices are a lot higher than post office prices. 
but since our service level is superior, we will actually we actually keep some of them. But a quick story. You know, I went to the post office to speak to the center manager about changing my store's address. I'm actually moving one of my stores across the street in a couple of weeks. So I walked right up to the counter, and the clerk said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about your wait. I looked around, and there was nobody in line. I didn't wait a second. So I told her, you know, I didn't wait a second. You don't have nothing to be sorry about. Then I thought to myself, wow, what a great service. I stood there for 15 minutes while the um, clerk fetched the manager. I heard that every other clerk apologized to every single customer about the wait. So obviously there was a memo passed around to apologize to everyone regardless if they've been waiting for 30 seconds or 30 minutes. You know, notice that that I'm sorry technique works for our UPS hotline too. You know, every time you call in a claim or start a tracer, their first response is, I'm sorry. So I guess that takes some of our pent-up hostility down a notch. <clears throat> well, then while I was standing there, I heard both of them talk down to the, every single customer about not taping the box correctly or filling out the customer's paperwork correctly or... You know, showing up late for a passport photo, or I'm not a photo, but a application. Um, so I don't think they'll ever really fully understand what good customer service is. So I actually enjoyed that 15 minutes. You know, I smiled the whole time under my mask, of course. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. You know, be profitable and be safe.